Hello everyone, I am Mohammad Umar, your host for this podcast on behalf of Lyceum Academy. Before starting this podcast series, let me tell you why we have created this podcast in the first place. The primary reason of creating this podcast is to give a student all the knowledge of current world and current affairs. This podcast will definitely help students for their self-improvement. This podcast is specially recommended for students who are going to appear for language proficiency exams such as IELTS, PT or TOEFL. And of course, anyone can listen and get all the benefits of this podcast. Now, let me tell you the structure of this podcast. This podcast will have several episodes which will be uploaded very often. Each episode will be around 15 to 20 minutes. Let me give you a small breakdown of each episode. In each episode, we'll be explaining you about different terms and words which you are not aware of. Learn at least 5 different terms or words in each episode. The language used will be definitely English but don't worry we are going to use basic English which will be very easy to understand so without wasting more time let us start So in this podcast we are going to discuss about economy cybercrime migration democracy and global warming The very first word we are going to discuss is economy or someone might pronounce it like economy Well you can pronounce it in the both ways so now let us leave the pronunciation aside and let us see what does economy means actually so economy is a common word which is used in our daily life we hear this very often but most of us do not know what it exactly means so without getting too technical i'm going to explain you about economy in a simple language economics is one of the most important fields in the world It is the understanding of economics that can help make a person, a company or even a country a wealthy place. Do you like money? Right, silly question. Of course you like money. Well, then you might also like economics. Economics is not only the study of money. It is also the study of all things that have to do with money, like what causes people to buy things, how businesses can set themselves up to be profitable, and how people behave when it comes to money. Economists, people who study economics, also study things that have happened with the economy in the past in order to make prediction for the future of the economy. Some economists study the trends in the economy in order to develop theories. The first man to do this was Adam Smith and he earned the nickname the father of economics. He realized that when people make and sell things that other people want, this is not only good for the seller but it is good for everyone. when private individuals not the government control how goods are produced and monies are distributed this is known as capitalism which we will talk about in future episodes the economy is all about how money is made and spent in a set area whether you are talking about a local economy a national economy or a global economy that includes the amount of money moving around the economy where or with whom the money is accumulating and the trends that influence how money moves around an economy There are times when a lot of people have more money than they need to survive. When this happens, the economy is doing well. Just because the economy is doing well that doesn't mean that everyone is doing well. But when a majority of people in the economy are stressed about money, then the economy is considered healthy. On the other hand, there are times when many people don't have enough money to buy what they need. The economy is doing really bad when this happens. Now let us have a look at few examples. A bad economy means we shouldn't spend too much money right now. We should only buy things when we need and try to make our money last as long as we can until the economy gets better. 
In a good economy, most people can find a job, so they can afford to take their kids on vacation and buy necessities like food and a home. Alright, let us move on to the next topic. This topic is cybercrime. Everybody thinks that only stealing someone's private data is cybercrime. But in defining terms, we can say that cybercrime refers to the use of an electronic device, computer, laptop, etc. for stealing someone's data or trying to harm them using a computer. Besides, it's an illegal activity that involves a series of issues ranging from theft to using your system or IP address as a tool for committing a crime. Speaking in a broad way, we can say that cybercrime are categorized into four major types. These are financial, privacy, hacking and cyberterrorism. The financial crime is the stealing of money of user or account holders. Likewise, they also steal data of companies which can lead to financial crimes. Also transactions are heavily risked because of them. Every year, hackers steal lakhs and crores of rupees of businessmen and government. Privacy crime includes stealing your private data which you do not want to share with the world. Moreover, due to it, the people suffer a lot and even some commit suicide because of their data's misuse. In hacking, they intentionally defense a website to cause damage or loss to the public or owner. Apart from that, they destroy or make changes in the existing website to diminish its value. Modern day terrorism has grown way beyond what it was 10 to 20 years ago. But cyber terrorism is not just related to terrorists or terrorist organizations. But to the threat some person or property to the level of creating fear is also cyber terrorism. Now let us have a look at the laws related to cyber crimes. To stop the spread of cyber crime and to safeguard the interest of people, the government has made several laws related to cyber crimes. Also, these law serves as protection against cybercrime. Apart from that, the government has also introduced cyber cells in police stations to counter the problem of cybercrime as fast as they can. Now let us have a look on ways of stopping cybercrime. Cybercrime is something which we cannot deal with ourselves. Likewise, with little use of our common sense and logic, we can stop cybercrimes from happening. To conclude, we can say that cybercrime is dangerous offense to someone's privacy or any material. Also, we can avoid cybercrime by following some basic logical things and using our common sense. Above all, cybercrime is a violation of not only law but of human rights too. Alright, so let us start our new topic now. This topic is migration. Migration is a way to move from one place to another in order to live and work movement of people from their home to another city, state or country for a job, shelter or some other reasons is called migration. Migration from rural areas to urban areas has increased in past few years in India. Nowadays, many people decide to migrate to have a better life. Employment opportunities are the most common reasons due to which people migrate. Except this, lack of opportunities, better education, construction of dams, globalization, natural disaster and sometimes crop failure forced villagers to migrate to cities. Let us see what the word migrants means. People who move from one place to another in search of a work or shelter are called migrants. Most of the times migrants people are not skilled or educated therefore they usually employed as daily wagers. Daily wagers do not get enough money for the survival of their families and suffering from many problems such as they do not have enough food to eat, sanitation, hygiene, a proper place to live, etc. Now let us have a look on impacts of migration. Migration is becoming a very important subject for the life of cities. Many opportunities and attractions of big cities pull large number of people to big cities. 
Migration can have positive as well as negative effects on the life of the migrants. First of all, let us have a look on positive impact. The first one is unemployment is reduced and people get better job opportunities. The second positive impact is migration helps in improving the quality of life of people. The third positive impact is it helps to improve social life of people as they learn about new culture, customs and languages which helps to improve brotherhood among people. Now let us have a look on negative impact. The first negative impact is the loss of a person from rural areas, impact on the level of output and development of rural areas. The influx of workers in urban areas increases competition for the job, houses, schools, facilities, etc. Having a large population puts too much pressure on natural resources, amenities and services. Now let us move on to the next topic. This topic is democracy. Democracy is known as the finest form of government. Why so? Because in a democracy, the people of country chooses their government. They enjoy rights which are very essential for any human being to live freely and happily. There are various democratic countries in the world, but India is the largest one. Democracy has withstood the test of time, and while other forms have the government has failed, democracy stood strong. It has time and again proved its importance and impact. Democracy is very important for human development. When people have free will to live freely, they will be happier. Moreover, we have seen now how other forms of government have turned out to be. Citizens are not that happy and prosperous in a monarchy or anarchy, which we will discuss about in future episodes. Furthermore, democracy lets people have equal rights. This ensures that equality prevails all over the country. Subsequently, it also gives them duties. These duties make them better citizens and are also important for their overall development. Most importantly, in a democracy, the people form the government. So, this selection of the government by citizen gives everyone a chance to work for their country. It allows the law to prevail efficiently as the rules are made by the people whom they have selected. In addition, Democracy allows people of various religions and cultures to exist peacefully. It makes them live in harmony with one another. People of democracy are more tolerant and accepting of each other's differences. This is very important for any country to be happier and prosper. India is known to be the largest democracy all over the world. After the rule of British ended in 1947, India adopted democracy. In India, all the citizens who are above the age of 18 get the right to vote. It does not discriminate on the basis of caste, creed, gender, color or more. Further, it allows five principles of democracy. They are secular, sovereign, republic, socialist and democratic. All of these maintain the democracy of India. Following these principles, political parties contest for election and the one with the majority of votes wins. However, the citizens of India do not vote in abundance. There are steps taken to encourage voting for a better future. Although India is the largest democracy, it still has a long way to go. The country faces a lot of problems which do not let it efficiently function as a democracy. The caste system is still prevalent which hampers with the socialist principle of democracy. Moreover, communalism is also on the rise. This interferes with the secular aspect of the country. All these differences need to be set aside to ensure the happiness and prosperity of the citizens. In short, 
democracy in India is still better than most of the countries. Nonetheless, there is a lot of room for improvement, which we must focus on. The government must implement stringent laws to ensure no discrimination takes place. In addition, awareness programs must be held to make citizens aware of their rights and duties. Alright then, now moving to the final topic that is global warming. Global warming is definitely the single greatest environmental challenge that the planet Earth is facing at present. It is essential to understand the gravity of the situation. The fuel which you use in order to power your homes, cars, businesses and more is heating up the planet faster than expected. We are recording the hottest days and decades ever. What's alarming is that the temperature of Earth has climbed to the highest point it has ever been in the past 12,000 years. It only get worse from here if you don't stop it now. Let us have a look on impacts of global warming. As the planet is getting hotter, we need to collectively act right now instead of waiting for more. The primary cause of global warming is fossil fuels. Human beings are addicted to burning them, which produces coal, oil, greenhouse gases and more. The power plants, cars and industries produce carbon dioxide, which stays in the atmosphere for five decades or more. This is the reason why the temperature of the earth rises. Due to this rise in temperature, the oceans are rising and the coral reefs are dying. Many aquatic species are going extinct while their glaciers are melting. You will be surprised to know that Greenland is losing 20% more mass than it receives from new snowfall. Thus, it will keep shrinking as the earth warms. Moreover, extreme weather patterns are for everyone to see. The heat waves, droughts, floods are now taking place with greater intensity and frequency. The hurricanes are doubling up in nature in terms of occurrences and Katrina hurricane is enough to prove this point. Further, the Greenland and Western Antarctic ice sheets are at a great risk of melting completely. Please note that these two ice sheets presently hold around 20% of Earth's fresh water. The rise in sea levels will damage the coastal areas globally. Moreover, the regularity of hurricanes, tornadoes and others may become more volatile, spreading malaria and other deadly diseases. Now let us look some ways to tackle global warming. The time is now to do something to prevent global warming, otherwise it will be irreversible. Electricity and transportation contribute largely to global warming, so we must begin there. It is important to note that there is no silver bullet and we must all come together to tackle global warming as a whole. Every home, business, industry, individual effort is required to tackle this crisis. We must encourage farmers to adapt greener farming practices, for instance, they must till land less often and plant trees on vacant land. Moreover, the same regime needs to be applied to other industrial producers of carbon dioxide. For instance, the transportation industry of cars, trucks, planes and more produce 28% of the carbon dioxide emissions. Thus, we must reduce these emissions by enhancing the fuel efficiency of the vehicles. Also, it's high time we got rid of oil and gasoline-based fuels and opt for greener alternatives. On an individual level also, we must work to adopt a greener and healthier lifestyle. Try to drive less and walk more or take public transport. Get into the habit of recycling and avoid unnecessary wastage of food. Save electricity by switching off appliances when not in use. Most importantly, plant a tree 
as a single tree can absorb 1 ton of carbon dioxide in its lifetime. Thus, remember that change begins with you. Alright, so let us end our podcast here. Hope you learned something new. I'll see you in the next episode.